Yes, thank you, Jack. We are up here in the hub and we are joined by the man, the myth, the mullet, the legend, <laughs> cult figure of the Richmond Football Club as a player and now a part of the coaching coaching staff and uh, the player development role, which I'm looking forward to chatting him to. Ivan Marich, welcome to Tiger Time, mate. Thanks, Jack. Pretty happy with that intro? Yeah, it was pretty awesome uh, I good, like that good 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 well mate you are you are you're an integral part of this group and um you've transitioned from uh, being a player into a coach um uh, but i want to take you back to your your playing days um and of course you are our two-timing tiger this is this week so you fit you fit this show very nicely you're yeah. a coach and a two-timing tiger and we've had some coaches on already that have played at other clubs but you started your career at the Adelaide Football Club, yep. but you were drafted to Adelaide from Calder. Yep. Is that that's correct? A, yeah, that's correct. So what did football look like growing up for you? Because you're a Croatian family, you love your soccer. Yeah. Were you always into footy or was soccer your main sport growing up? Uh, yeah, we sort of um, didn't really like footy that much. We we tended to visit um, you know soccer games on the weekends as a family, so that's what we did, but yeah, it sort of wasn't until we moved house um, in Keelor. I moved um, house across the road from the Keelor Footy Club, and then I sort of, I started sneaking over and training and playing for Keelor Footy Club. And um, yeah, because my initially my dad didn't really want me to play. So your father, yeah, Ivan Senior, yeah. he's a Richmond supporter though. So how would he not want you to play football for the Tigers? No, yeah, he just like had this thing in his head. He didn't want me to play, but he he actually loved Richmond because it was um, when he arrived in Australia. From Croatia, they were, you know, the top team. So, yeah, he loves the Tigers. Now, you came across to, to the Tigers at the start of 2012 from, from the Adelaide Crows. Mm. What goes into making the decision to, to leave a football club? Was it down to the fact that you weren't getting a regular game or did you see something in Richmond that made you want to come along to Tigerland? Yeah, probably a bit of a um, combination of both. So, definitely at the time, I felt like I gave everything and um, the way... The club probably saw me at the time. This is Adelaide Crows. Um, I just didn't think it was right for me to stay. And it was a really hard decision for me to make because I don't really like um, walking away from a team that I considered like sort of family. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose I saw a little change in Richmond, the way they were playing under Dimmer. Um, and then... Uh, Probably shouldn't go into any more detail, but um, in terms of Richmond, but yeah, they just made me feel really wanted. And um, you know, after the season, I went over and actually met with a leadership group, and you were, you were there, That's so yeah. um, gave me a bit of a tour, and just um, yeah, it made me feel like, all right, well, this club actually wants me to play, and they want me to do what I do, and that made it really easy. Um, so yeah, it was. It's tough, but... So it's fair thought. to say that like my words of wisdom got you over the line, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just really wooed you into <laughs> yeah, the football club? Yeah, he sold, sold the story well. Well, you played for uh, for five years for the Tigers, or six years, including yeah. 2017. I, I want to... And you, you played some fantastic football over the journey. Um, you were a cult figure, and you still are a cult figure around this football yeah. club. The fans probably don't see you as much as they did when you were playing for the Tigers, but... You hold a special, um, a special part in, in a lot of players' hearts. 2017, you didn't play a single senior game. Yep. But you played in a in a losing reserves grand final. Yeah. What, 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 when I when I talk about 2017, what sort of feelings and emotions and thoughts come 
come up to you? Um, probably the best way to describe it is just happy. Yeah. And why is that? Yeah, I just felt like um, in 16, I was like, not even before 16, I was like angry inside. And um, anyway, I felt like in 17, I started putting more energy into like Toby and Big Soldo and Hammer and during that year. And um, yeah, I just got more satisfaction out of that. And then um, when you see them play well in the field, and enjoy that feeling of playing well and playing good footy. Yeah, it made me sort of happy to see them, yeah, do that. So and spending more time in the coach's box that year was yeah. it a? Uh, did that had you always had a plan to transition into a coaching role, or did that start to open your eyes as though it was something that you you really enjoyed? You're saying you're getting the enjoyment out of seeing others succeed. Did that really open your eyes to, well, wow, maybe I do want to be a coach? Yeah. That I've sort of been thinking about it probably the last few years of my career and I definitely let um, everyone at the club know that I was, you know, I wanted to do that and I was doing a really good, um, the next coach program run by David Whedon was um, doing that at the time as well and yeah, sitting in the coach's box, Dimmer allowed that to happen which is, yeah, just a fantastic experience and um, yeah, some of the games I sat through, like, you know, the final series was fantastic but I think some of the best ones that I've learned from was like the St Kilda game where they absolutely hammered us at Etihad and um, we played Brisbane as well at Etihad maybe the following week but yeah so they were the probably the ones that I learned something from the most yeah I, I, I couldn't get away with this interview without asking you about the mullet um, <laughs> now it started with a bet with Taylor Walker is that correct yep why did you get rid of it? Why why do we not see the the mullet on you anymore? Is it is it the way of the coach that you can't have a mullet and only as a player? Because there's plenty getting around in the AFL at the moment. There's a few here as well. Yeah. Why did you sack the mullet? I don't know. Um, I think I was just sitting around and I was oh, I'm going to have a haircut and just wouldn't cut it off. That was it? Yeah. I didn't really think too much about it. it. Sucked I didn't all that. Make, yeah. I didn't really want to make too much of a song and dance about it. But uh, yeah. Obviously, on the weekend, mate, um, uh, heartbreaking loss um, and injury to Ivan Soldo. Yeah. Um, now, you guys are cousins. Yep. And he was, you're basically the reason he was recruited to the club. So, you've got yeah. an eye for talent as well as not only coaching it. Yeah. Uh, how's he feeling at the moment? It's obviously a devastating injury and, and, and it was pretty traumatic to see on TV, uh, the initial injury, injury, and then the follow-up with that, just trying to get off the ground, was pretty yeah. gruesome. And um, I know that it's cut a few people deep up here. You've spent a lot of time with him since, and mm. a lot of time with him, obviously growing up. Yeah, how's how's he going at the moment? Yeah, he's he handles things pretty well. Like he, you know, he can't do anything about it right now. So he's just like, is what it is, and he's just getting his head around, you know, the long recovery. I think it will get he'll get challenged, you know, maybe in three months' time or you know six months' time when he's just running and not doing footy stuff and wants to compete and those sorts of things. But um, yeah, it was pretty not great watching that again. But um, yeah, and uh, obviously there's the the physical side of it. You're his you're his ruck coach, but you're also the well half of the player development management team here. So yep. you, you're. I mean, the mental welfare of the players is something that you're responsible for. Yeah. 
What does the process look like that for, say, someone like him? We've got Noah Cumberland as well, who's on the long-term injury list. Um, how, how, your role as the, as the play development manager, what does that look like from the mental side for, for those guys that do have long-term injuries? Yeah, it's um, something we've had a fair discussion about, especially after Noah doing his knee at training a few months ago. So um, we thought that with the reduced amount of training in football, stuff that they would be doing that they could, um, you know, do some more work in Noah's case. Um, he's a stonemason and with Solo, he's like studying psychology so he can like maybe pick up another subject doing that and then complete his training and rehab stuff in the morning and afternoon. A bit like a, um, you know, a local level footballer. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, as things progress with his, um, what he can do, he'll, yeah, uh, make the adjustment where he needs. Yeah. And uh, with Soldo going down, the, the load was sort of put onto the shoulders of Toby Nankervis, who in 2017 was the sole ruckman for the football club and had a bit part semi-wingman ruckman, Sean Grigg, who we had on the show last week. <laughs> uh, what does it look like going forward? Do you, do, you, do you think we'll revert back to 2017 or Marby Ochoa's shown plenty of signs this year as well that he's going to be an exciting player and already is an exciting player? Yeah. What's your what's your thought process and the rucks going forward and, and how do you feel it's going to work best? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I think we've got a lot more options this year compared to 2017, which is great for the team. Um, I th- I think Big Marbs has got to play. He's improved every year and improved again this year and uh, he had a really good hit out in the practice game uh, the other day. So, um, But I think there's opportunities for other guys like you know, we can throw um, Nathan Broad in the rack or Camden McIntosh um, and, yeah, maybe yourself in there. <laughs> if you want to go in there, I'll uh, uh, yeah. put your name up okay. if you want. <laughs> uh, I might have the week off this week, I think, actually. <laughs> no, so there is, there's, there's, there's yeah. plenty of viable options there. Um, what does is, what is Marbior bring? We know what we know what Nankervis does and, and the guys love playing with him and he... Sort of reminds me a, a little bit of you in terms of slightly undersized Ruckman, but just has the grit to, to get in and get his knees dirty. Yep. And it's a real strength of Toby. But Marbio was a Ruckman. We see him uh, and on the weekend. He had a fantastic game, kicks five goals. But he's he's different in the Ruck, isn't he? He's something yep. that I suppose you look at uh, Nick Natanui, similar yep. type. He's got that ability to jump over the top of other Rucks, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, for sure. He's um, unbelievably athletic. And I think... Um, both of them together can complement each other. You know, Marbs' strengths, him getting the ball and he can um, run around and evade midfielders like Shea Bolton. And um, and then, you know, Nank will come in and um, hit bodies and give us second efforts and, and a lot of pressure on the ball, which is um, good. So I, it can really work well. Well, continuing on the Croatian theme, and somehow we continue to just draft your friends, your family... <laughs> Um, Noah Bolter, of course, is a very good friend of the family of the the Mariches and the Soldos. Yeah. Uh, Richmond have just signed a, a new ruck, yeah. another ruck. We've we've headed back to Croatia. Well, we've headed to the University of Hawaii to pick yeah. up Mate Kalina. Now, give us the backstory. What's his relationship in this whole Croatian <laughs> sort of interlocked relationships that we do have down at Tigerland? Yeah, well, um, we know his family... Oh, I know his family from um, yeah way back growing up and all that, but he's actually his mum is a bolter, so his mum is uh, yeah 
his mum is a Bolter and her brother is Noah's dad. So, so, yeah, they're, so they're cousins. Yeah, they're cousins. So, so Noah's auntie is Marte's mum. Yep. Rightio. Now, what can we expect of him? Because I, I look at the... And I, I've met Marte a couple of times and he's a yep. fantastic person and a, and a lovely guy. He is ridiculously tall. <laughs> you've seen you've seen him a little bit. Now, he played some junior football, I think, at yep. Calder as well. Is that right? Yeah. What can the Tigers fans expect? Or is it going to be similar to Soldo, a pretty long-term process? Yeah, it's probably going to be a long-term um, process with him. But I think the difference with him and Soldo is that he actually played a bit of footy when he was you know, 12, 13, um, whereas Soldo hadn't even played at all, kicked a ball or anything. So, um, But I think... He's a he's a fair workhorse, and I think that's a pretty good quality to have as a ruckman. So, um, yeah, keen to get him down and do some running and some weights. But yeah, he's pretty tall. I'm I'm a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to ask you this on air. Yeah. Is there any other Croatian six footers, six six six, sort of seven footers that maybe like? Have you got any more younger cousins that we can sort of get access to through the Category B rookies, or are you just sort of hiding them away? And then when their time <laughs> comes, you have a chat to Blue Hartley and go, "Hey, look at this kid here." Yeah, there's a bit of a breeding ground down in the western suburbs of Melbourne, so I'm just keeping that close to my chest and. Um yeah, hopefully it works out good for the Richmond Footy Club. Well, the last question I want, and this is one that I've been posing to, uh, well, most of the guests that have been on uh, on Tiger Time yep. uh, that are involved in the hub up here, we're at uh, the Elite Gold Coast, um, and I've been asking them survivor style who they would like to vote out of the hub. Now we've had oh. Jake Arts <laughs> voted out. Um, I'm trying to think of a few others that we've. I think Camden might have been voted out as yep. well. Um, Yourself, you've you've got some great relationships up here, but they can start to wear thin after what eleven weeks now in the hub. Yeah, time to name and shame someone. Who's someone that you want to vote out of the hub? They don't have to leave, but I just want you to maybe throw someone under the bus. Oh yeah, um, that's a really tough question because I'm very loyal. But um, just think of this person as the Adelaide Crows in 2011. You love them, but you just got to let them go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, maybe I'll go with... Um, oh, I like Patrick Nash. Um, he's the one that's been on the tip of a lot of people's tongues, and I'm surprised he hasn't been voted out yet. No, I think he's the swing vote getting through. I'm going to vote... I'm going to go Dusty, because he... Um, he actually beat me in this uh, FIFA competition that we had going up here, so I'm, pr- I'm pretty flat about that. And, uh, yeah, I'm... I think he's playing tonight, in it, and I'm pretty shattered that I have to watch Wow, him. well, there you go. <laughs> Dustin Martin voted out of the Elite Gold Coast Hub, Jack. Uh, we have been joined by Ivan Marich. Ivan, thank you so much for joining us on Tiger Time. I'm going to throw back to you, Jack. There you go. The mullet man himself, Ivan Marich. Thanks, mate.